Nana, no, no, just has midwife speaking. Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that's a breeding ground for yeast. <laughs> yeah, y'all have no idea. I'm Kelly Anakin. <laughs> I'm Amy Schneider. And uh, this is Tell the Midwife, Season 5, Episodes 6 through 8. Okay. Or Ocho. <laughs> In, in Britain, they say Zed. <laughs> they do not. <laughs> sure. It's the multiplication. What's two times four? Zed. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what kind of black mirror bullshit you're trying to pull on me, but I know that's wrong. Zed is zero. Because I play it a lot in Words with Friends. And also, Words with Friends... Y'all are real selective about what other languages' words you can use. Oh, yeah. I do not appreciate it. <laughs> also, uh, tase is not a word yet. Like, hey, don't tase me, bro. Come on. <laughs> get up to date. Bunch of colonizers. Quit being racist. They're not gonna. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. Nobody is. I want you to know. <laughs> That I watched five hours of Call the Midwife yesterday, <laughs> and I wish no one ever to do that again. Like, oh my god. I can't believe you're still alive. I kind of can't either because... You didn't just walk off into the sea and just... No, okay. What I will say is I had a very stressful week, mm-hmm. and, you know, just, you know, just minutia stress. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't super upset, but I wanted to cry, so I cried. Yeah. So that was good. Yeah. And it did trigger my hypochondria. Ah. That was less good. No. Yeah. So it was kind of a wash. Yeah. Goodness wise. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for the most part, I liked these episodes. Okay. And in the next episode of Tell the Midwife, mm-hmm. this is so many kinds of episodes. <laughs> That's right. I do the Christmas special, which I believe is actually part of season six, but they listed under season five on Netflix. Netflix, <laughs> get your shit together. They are. When s- I logged in yesterday, it was like, oh, we can't pull these titles up for you. I'm like, you have one job. <laughs> it is to give me the things that I want. Yes. It's what they're paying you, what you're paying yeah. them for. Yeah. Or what you're paying them for. Well, I mean, yes. Well, I pay for Hulu. Listen, it's all working out great. My dad has a Netflix profile on our account now. Oh, great. Because apparently when you give your parents the old Roku stick that you're not using anymore, that just keeps all your data on there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Anyway, so now my brother, who doesn't live there anymore, mm-hmm. and my mom have Hulu profiles. Oh. But, well. you know, I do appreciate at least they created their own profiles. Yeah, sure. Like, I'm scary enough to them that they were like, you know what? She's probably got a whole thing. We don't even want to know. <laughs> well, and then they're like, oh, so I guess Amy's still Tom on Netflix, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. They, you know, they have never said that to yeah. me. They have never mentioned, look, we're just yeah. not talking about the fact that they're using all my shit. <laughs> that's, that's for the best. Yeah. yeah. Listen, what I've learned in the past year and a half is that I don't like confrontation. Yeah. I seem like I do. And what I've learned is that your name is stored fucking everywhere. Yeah, that's, that's what true. I've learned. It's it's how you're identified. Yeah, I know. It's a real hassle. Some would say you are your name. <laughs> Some would say a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Yeah. A lot of, lot of, lot of opinions. I think it depends on the gender identity of the rose <laughs> and whether that's appropriate. <laughs> 
some roses want to smell more savory. Yeah, or masculine. Yeah, and musky. Yeah, ooh, mm. I do love a musk <laughs> of an evening. Okay, anyway, I feel better. My antidote to watching Call the Midwife was to paint my nails and watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, nice. Which, now that I think about it, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's like the total opposite of mm-hmm. Call the Midwife. <laughs> it's not life-affirming. Yeah. Uh, there's a woman who just screams forever. forever. <laughs> she just, that, that whole movie. And I'm like, oh, apparently I find the sound of another woman just screaming to be really soothing. Okay. Because, you know, I was just like, oh, I feel so much better. Yeah. Because I don't have to scream. Yeah. You know, she's, scream- she's a surrogate screamer. Oh, I c- all right. At any rate, yeah. uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, finally streaming somewhere. So <laughs> Excellent. I've been wanting to watch it for like nine months. Yeah. No, I mean, I get <laughs> and it. And every it's- time I would try, it would be on. And it's on Amazon Prime, and they also have the documentary about the oh, making yeah. of someone to watch that. Nice. You know. Yeah, it's a good movie. Time. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. Good movie. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Not going to cover it on this podcast. No. Okay. It is not a period piece. It kind of is. I don't think so. I mean, it was just it, made a while well, ago. Yeah, it was made a while ago. Yeah. Look, this is not what we're here to discuss. <laughs> no, it's not. This is not so, Tell the Chainsaw. Episode six. I think this is the darkest episode of Call the Midwife I have ever... This is the one I texted you about. Yeah, yeah. No, like, I was like, ah! I... I have a high tolerance, mm-hmm. you know, for relaxation. I watch <laughs> yes. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> right. I'm like, ah, oh, this is the life. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I'm really glad I'm eating more vegan. Um, <laughs> way less chance of being an accidental cannibal. So it starts off fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vanessa Redgrave is yammering about some bullshit. And listen, these voiceovers become... Less and less tethered from reality <laughs> the longer this season goes. I'm like, why? Because, again, you're not here still. No. You're gone, yeah. Jennifer Worth. Yeah. Or Jenny Lee. Jenny Lee. Why is she? Is she Jennifer? Any, look. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody we cares. Jenny Lee. Yes. Hashtag, go away, Jenny Lee. <laughs> Hashtag, we hate. Oh, I think her married name was Worth. Oh, sure. Whatever. And so she's listed in the credits as adult, mature, mature jennifer worth i bet but in the first seasons was she credited as adult jenny lee i don't know like because that's like that you know that doesn't make any sense right that's my excuse for everything right now <laughs> <laughs> so anyway she says something about oh you know the way that our memories suck and we remember how everything was great and past perfection is a wondrous thing and, and she's all... like i remember things i wasn't even present for <laughs> It's true, she does. (laughs) So they're at the pensioner's luncheon. They were supposed... Like, they're always supposed to... That sounds like a party. Oh, my God, no. (laughs) Historically, they've all gone to the seaside, but apparently the church doesn't have the funds Mm. to do that. So Nanata's house has teamed with Vicar What's-His-Name to do this. And there's Mm -hmm. a Mr. Uh, Peasbury... Tillbottom? I bet. It's something extremely British. <laughs> they all are. He I was is, just re-listening to the last one and it was like remembering that Fred's last name is Buckle. It's so British. <laughs> it's the most British thing. Yeah. Get ready. There's some interesting Britishisms that I get Ooh. to the bottom of. <laughs> so, you know, probably just the middle of, let's be real. <laughs> so this guy is pinching everybody's arses, although they so bottom. Yes. You know. 
also very British. Mm-hmm. And they see this woman whose name is Thora, which I didn't realize until about three quarters of the way through the episode. <laughs> okay. But she's pre- she's a much older woman. She's mm-hmm. probably, she looks like early 50s, maybe okay. late 40s. So mm-hmm. she's pregnant with her oh. fifth mm-hmm. child. And they're all saying, oh, you know, we delivered your last baby. Did we like... You know, did you leave us a one star review on Yelp? Like, what's up? And she's like, no, no, no. Because of my age, I'm going to the maternity clinic at St. Guthbert's. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, they could probably check that. But anyway. Yeah. So whatever. Thank they you. They would have great reviews on Yelp. Thank you. Don't even get me started on how great they are. Yeah. Well, you can. Because uh, yeah. actually, that is literally yeah, no, what we're here please. to discuss. I want to. Nurse Boring. You'll like this. Nurse Boring and Vicar Boring. <laughs> That's his name now. They're so That's, boring. Yeah, no. I want to yes. punch them both in their boring noses. Yeah, they wouldn't even react. They've gone on a date. They'd be like, oh, somebody punched us. <laughs> <laughs> They've gone on a date to see Whistle Down in the Wind. <laughs> Which, of course, always puts us in mind of extras. Yes. And the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical flop. <laughs> and he has bought her a sherbet lolly because she loves sherbet lollies. And I'm like, of course you do. Yeah. The dumbest candy. It's a solidified pixie stick, people. <laughs> oh, my God. I tried the regular lollies, but they were just too intense. <laughs> oh, no dum-dums for me. <laughs> This woman in a leopard coat stumbles into their path where they're trying to make out about sherbet lollies. Yeah. And she has been assaulted. She's been bitten, like, right between her neck and her shoulder. Yikes. And I'm like, uh, oh, uh. Is this a long-awaited zombie episode? No, it is not. I'm so sorry. (laughs) So they get her somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. And Vicar Boring brings her a cup of tea, well-sugared. And this is something that caught my attention because as I'm reading The Prime of Miss Jean Brody, Mm -hmm. one of the Brody girls, a man exposes himself to her in a park Mm. and she like runs home and they're they're like, here, you know, she talks to the police and everything, but they like make sure she has a cup of tea, Mm well-sugared. And at every point in every one of the episodes that we'll be talking about, mm-hmm. something happens to somebody, and that is literally the British response. <laughs> like, here's this sugar. And I did read an article in the Daily Mail. Mm. Now, this is from 2010, so there might have been some cutting-edge sugar research <laughs> in the intervening time. Yes. But sugar, like, basically slows you down and makes you less aggressive. Hmm. And like slows down your reaction time. I mean, I assume like when you first have it. Right. So like it, there is a little bit of like not exactly a soporific effect, mm-hmm, but it just mm-hmm. sort of like cushions the blow. But also at the same time, it's bad for you. Well, yeah. But anyway, this is a very British thing. Yeah. It's to just pump you full of sugar. Mm-hmm. You know, how do we solve trauma? Sugar. <laughs> so Lizzie. Quick, we need sugar. This person's about to express an emotion. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Lizzie does not want to go to the cops about this assault because she's a working girl and she'll be picked up for solicitation. Mm-hmm. Next scene, apparently the only thing that happened that matters is that Vera is wearing Hound's tooth. <laughs> um. <laughs> you get that's your weakness. They put Hound's tooth in the scene. You can't see anything else. I can't. And there has been so much houndstooth <laughs> on this show and on the alienist which i'm all caught oh, up on now oh nice i think i like it okay i think i like the show i can't remember enough about the book did you know there's a third chrysler book 
Oh, I did. And they're coming out with a fourth one at some yeah. point in the future. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, we should read it. Yeah, I guess so. Let's have fun. Let's, <laughs> Let's read a book about some horrible, grisly child murders. <laughs> we can do that. Absolutely. I don't know. I was a little disappointed by the second one, but... I liked it fine. Yeah. But it did feel to me, I remember when I read it, I was like, it really feels like, oh, let's just completely replicate this formula. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Clarence Darrow was fun. Nurse Boring talks to Peter, Chummy's Peter, in Ray Lizzie, mm-hmm. who does not want to go to the police. Mm-hmm. Very old timey people didn't know stuff here because it's like, oh, the act of 59, you know. Blah, 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 blah. I don't, something? I don't know. Anyway, guess what? Uh, prostitutes are not... Oh, that's what it is. Mm. You know, Nurse Boring is saying, okay, but like randomly biting someone <laughs> less than sign being a prostitute. And right. Peter's like, it's the law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, listen, I am not up on my British legislative history, but by average people's standards, I kind of am. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You're a walking Magna Carta. (laughs) So Sister Mary Cynthia is arranging flowers, not matches, flowers. (laughs) And Sister Julienne comes in and sister acts her. And what I mean by this is she's like, we got a shot of them like singing at Vespers. Mm. You know, know, they're always at fucking Vespers. Yeah. And or Compline. (laughs) Get a life, nuns. They're nuns, Kelly. (laughs) They literally can't. So she's like, yeah, I noticed that you have a beautiful singing voice. And yet when you, you know, are singing in Compline, oh. you barely make any noise. Mm-hmm. And Sister Mary Sandy is like, oh, they told us when I was a postulant not to draw attention to ourselves. But I've drawn so little attention to myself. I've drawn attention to my... And then she <laughs> implodes. And that's the end of Sister Mary Cynthia. <laughs> Then we get a scene of Thora and Diane, her daughter. So they run like the fishmongers or, you know, some okay. British thing. And Diane, the daughter, is the one who's pregnant. And her mom is just wearing a pillow. What? And tricking people. And Diane, like, can't act pregnant. Wow. Yeah, because she's like, I don't want to look at you because I'll see you huffing and puffing or putting a hand on your back. And I can't do any of that, even though I'm carrying the dang baby. Wow. So Diane made it with some rando. Yeah. And, you know, he's gone. Yeah. And her mom is trying to save her reputation. Right, right. Blah, 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 blah. And they're trying to pull off the switcheroo. Before Diane's dad gets back, he's out at sea. Ah, okay. So he's he's out of the picture for the time being. Mm-hmm. Like, I could not believe this. Like, I yeah. wrote JFC as in Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, wow. I was not expecting this at all. Yeah. Because usually, I will say, this show's not terribly subtle. Mm-hmm. I can usually figure out what they're going to do yeah. before they do it. Yeah. But, but this, it, was, this was surprising. Yeah. It, and it still manages its fair share of oh, surprises. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I just was like, whoa. Yeah. Because I was like, what's, you know, I was like, why is she, why is she, why is she going to send Cuthbert? Is she lying? What's going on this lady? Some baby won't stop crying because it's a baby. Right. And there's a Mrs. Coleman who has great bangs and isn't sleeping. Sheila, Patrick's wife, Sheila, who mm-hmm. used to be sister burned dead. 
She has made this disgusting looking, very 1950s chicken a la King casserole thing, basically. Sure. And oh, there was a scene earlier of Arsehole Tim telling Patrick that he needs a holiday. Yeah, fucking, we all need a holiday. <laughs> Except Patrick is like, nobody ever needs a holiday, Tim. And I'm like, hey, fast forward 60 years, chump. <laughs> God. Yeah. They have this fancy dinner, and mm-hmm. they've made, you know, the napkins are all fancy. I forgot to boo when you mentioned Tim's name. It's I okay. intended to. Would you to. like me to say Arsehole Tim again? <laughs> yes. Boo. Arsehole Tim. Boo. Hey. Okay, yes. What a roller coaster of emotion. <laughs> so they've got a surprise for Patrick, which is they're all going camping. Boo. What a terrible <laughs> surprise. When I say surprises ruin relationships. Yeah. This is precisely the type surprise I refer to. Yeah. What a horrible... When you're going on holiday, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be more work <laughs> than your life. As somebody who went on a lot of camping, yeah. quote-unquote holidays, and boy howdy, <laughs> just you wait Okay. for more on this. And again, I wish this show would not try to have wacky B-plots. Yeah. Just don't do it. Like, just have Sister Monica Joan toddle through and say something weird. And, like, that's fine. It's just so... It's such tonal whiplash. You're like, oh, hijinks with the camping. But then also, oh, this woman's pretending to be pregnant. <laughs> oh, uh, Mrs. Coleman was advised... She of the bangs. Yes. She was advised by Sister Julianne to take her baby for a walk at night. Mm. To maybe calm it down mm-hmm. and maybe it won't. It's a boy, I think. Yeah. Whatever. For yeah. now. So she's like walking the baby. She's like, oh my God, you're going to be the death of me. I'm like, oh shit. She's going to, she's going to get assaulted. This, yeah. this is great. Yeah. Nurse Cranky and Sheila are prepping a Dr. Godfrey, who is the locum, who is filling in for Patrick. And he sucks. Yeah. Like immediately it's clear that he sucks. Yeah. He's like flirting with Nurse Cranky. Like she is catnip for men of a certain age. And she's just not here. She's like, I don't want to be a part of this. Yeah. Like, I'm very happy with my life. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm rocking this whole spinster thing. Yeah. You know, everything's yeah. rad. Mm-hmm. And he's just like ignoring all of the instructions and like, and then Patrick comes in wearing shorts. That's <laughs> important later. <laughs> I think it's important now. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, Sheila, I can put the tents in the car or the children, but not both. And I'm like, why do you suck at literally everything? Yeah. Including all of your line readings and purported emoting. (laughs) But we'll get there. Everyone laughs at Dr. Turner's shorts. It's a whole scene of just that. Well, and Nurse Cranky offered them the use of her roof rack Uh, to pack everything. And oh, guess what? It's raining. Oh. Oh, you're in- going camping in England and it's <laughs> raining? I am surprised. Yes. I'm very surprised. Rain is why humanity stopped camping. <laughs> Listen, I'm really coming around on this because I'm like, oh, yeah, this is dumb. <laughs> Sister Julianne pops in to see Mrs. Coleman, she of the Great Bangs. Yes. And she is all unsettled and has a bruise on her face. She's like, oh, I I walked into a door or something. Mm. And Sister Julianne's like, uh. And then they're back at tea. Is your baby beating you? (laughs) (laughs) Never beat a mommy. (laughs) So she is back at Nanasa's house and they're having tea. And like, it's a ridiculous 
ridiculous. T- like, there's too much cake. <laughs> I know that cake and sweets are a big deal, but right. like, oh my god. Yeah. So. Peter comes in and I forget if she reported this whole thing to Peter. Cause like everybody's like, Oh no, I'm too ashamed. Yeah. Anyway. And he comes in and she's sister. Julianne is concerned that there's a volatile situation in the home mm-hmm. and that Mr. Coleman mm-hmm. has been right. the cause of this. Right. And Patsy has this great line of like, well, pardon me. I've met Mr. Coleman, and frankly, I've met more aggressive marshmallow bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it reminded me of you when you were a man, and people would be like, oh, like your husband, blah, 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 you know, because I'd be out doing comedy right. and stuff, mm-hmm. or like when I signed up for personal training, yeah. they're like, is your husband going to like come in here and be mad? I was like, you should be way more worried about me. <laughs> like, <laughs> You may just be strengthening up to destroy you. Like. <laughs> this is Sith personal training, right? That's what this is all about. So, like, if I defeat you in combat, I can stop paying the fees. Oh, I'm sorry. That happened early. Anyway, oh, yeah. Julianne went to see Peter privately. Yeah, and when they're like they're setting up their campsite in the rain, I'm like having PTSD of all of my childhood vacations and like my dad sitting on a 50 year old camp chair and it ripping and like my mom, like trying really hard not to laugh and like finally, you know, giving up the ghost and going to a hotel. Like, just, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, anyway, like we could have just stayed home for a week, you yeah. know, like, yeah, sounds great. That's when Peter comes in and intrudes on T to meddle. In Ray, the crime. Mm-hmm. And more rainy camping. Uh, you know, in retrospect, the shorts were a mistake because <laughs> it's quite cold and rainy. Yeah. And so they they get the kids, you know, in their tent and Patrick comes in and he's got tea with a nip of scotch from his handy hip flask. And then he spills it all over his sleeping bag. Oh. And Sheila's like, oh, dear, you're soaking wet. And he's like, at least it's a warm wet. I'm like, but not for long. You're right. It does not- <laughs> like, you're a doctor. <laughs> You know how the transference of heat works? You shit back. Anyway, then It's not he, radioactive. He starts talking about work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, y'all suck at vacation. Yeah. You are the literal worst. Yeah, I'm not surprised. So then Nurse Boring goes to talk to Peter about all this. They're trying to go track down Lizzie to mm-hmm. be like, hey, remember how you didn't want to talk to the police? Surprise! <laughs> Apparently Chummy's at night school... And that's why we have it's like it's just like it's so weird like like you know you could have just not brought her up yeah because yeah. I wasn't thinking about Chummy yeah except for the fact that Miranda Hart is always the icon on the Call oh. Me Wife thing on Netflix so I'm like where is Chummy yeah and I'm just like they know what the people want I'm like look Poplar's not a big part of town yeah if she lives there you're not gonna not see her right she's only at night school at night right <laughs> okay anyway whatever yeah I get it. Miranda yeah. Hart was very ill for a couple. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not mad at Miranda Hart. No, I'm like, no. let's try harder. Yeah, call the midwife. Lizzie is understandably pissed that she was like, I don't want to talk to the police because they will arrest me, mm-hmm. and the only reason I'm doing this is because my husband ran off and left me with the kids, and I have no way of making money. Mm-hmm. And you know, Nurse Boring and Peter are like, wow. It's like we don't fully understand the plight of the poor. So then Peter calls... You don't just do it because you're evil? (laughs) 
No, they do it because they're not as good as us. Oh, yes. Just you wait till they go to fucking Africa. <laughs> God. I'm very annoyed. <laughs> Peter then calls in Fred Buckle <laughs> and the Civil Defense Corps and gets them on the case. He's mm-hmm. like, he can't, he can't call in reinforcements from the actual police force until a formal complaint has been made. Mm-hmm. And so... Oh, God. I just remembered what else happens in this episode. I'm sorry. Yep. Okay, anyway. Yep. I just had a very visceral, full-body reaction yeah. to what happens later. Yeah, well, this has all been so lighthearted, and yet no, you're running at the beginning, so I'm Listen, like, mm. no, Right? This is all... Well, I mean, <laughs> it's as lighthearted as getting bitten can be. <laughs> no one we care about has been bitten. Right, exactly. Yet. Oh, no. So Fred and his CDC folks are on the case, and they're all out, you know, patrolling the streets. Mm-hmm. Angela, who's the baby of Patrick and Sheila, is afraid of squirrels. Sheila can't even read her squirrel nutkin. Like, it's... I'm like, listen. No. No. I reject this. And all its empty promises. And, uh, uh-oh, Diane's in labor. This is going to go well. Oh, so sure, yeah. So her mom has, just, like, they're just going to deliver the baby, the two of them. Mm-hmm. So that's going to go great. And yeah. I'm sure that we'll never hear anything about it again. Yeah. Uh, Tim mansplains tents. The tents have bullet holes in them, by the way. Oh. I'm assuming there's somebody's from the war, and then they were given to, you know, the scouts or whatever. Right, yeah. But... They're playing I Spy, and I'm like, again, y'all suck at vacation. Like, I know it's raining. <laughs> right. But yeah. then, and like, and they're doing it like I Spy Something with My Little Eye that starts with a ridiculous number of letters. Oh. It's like, no, it's one word. Yeah. So anyway, Patrick finally suggests that they go to a nice looking hotel mm-hmm. and stay there for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Diane's mom sends her dumb other kids to bed. I don't know why I called them dumb. <laughs> that seems unfair. Yeah. They're just young. They're not part of this. They're not. She sends them to bed and then like wedges a chair under the door. I'm like, you better hope nothing happens to them. Yeah. She puts Diane in a tub and makes her like bite down on a rag mm-hmm. to not scream. And I'm like, oh, like Scientology. <laughs> okay, great. This yeah. must be where they got the idea. <laughs> The CDC meets to be like, oi, lads, there's a biter. <laughs> Take care of it, yeah? Dr. Godfrey sucks ass. <laughs> he does. There was a woman with rheumatoid arthritis that he was... Like, he's literally just, like, swanning around Nana's yeah. house just eating their food. <laughs> That's all he's doing. Yeah. He's like, oh, I've heard you have a marvelous midnight larder. <laughs> and I'm like, the larder's always there, you fuckbag. <laughs> Anyway, he sucks and everyone hates him. He's not even a real doctor. It's like a catch-me-if-you-can situation. Patsy comes back into her room that she shares with Trixie. Mm-hmm. And Trixie's like, why were you? And she's like, oh, I was in Delia's room. But like, she's clearly got like some thanks. <laughs> some thanks have been going down. Yeah. And I'm just like, how long are you going to be able to keep this under wraps yeah. from everybody? Yeah. Well, and it seems like sometimes, like there was an earlier episode where Trixie... Or somebody was like, oh, you know how important it is to have secrets. And, you know, something mm, like yeah. that. And I'm like, like, did I miss a step where Patsy was like, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> Do you know what that is? <laughs> <laughs> there are literally dozens of us. <laughs> okay, so the baby is born, no problem. Mm-hmm. The baby oh, of Diane. Nice. Yeah, the baby is fine. Didn't However, see that coming. it's been like an hour and a half and the afterbirth isn't coming. Oh. Finally, Thora runs down to the phone and mm-hmm. calls Nanata's house and mm-hmm. she gets stupid fucking Dr. Godfrey who's like, oh yeah, just pull on the cord. 
I'm going to get through this. Yeah. Trixie was like, oh, you know, who? he's like, oh, I took care of everything. And Trixie's like, who called you? Because he thought it was one of the other midwives mm-hmm. calling for advice. It's like, uh-huh. they don't need your advice. Yeah. You fucking dilettante. Mm-hmm. That was one of Patrick's criticisms. General practice is a young man's game. <laughs> and like, that's the problem. Patrick is just like, he's like... You know, he's their medical expositi mm-hmm. robot guy. Yeah. So anytime yeah. that, I think it's Stephen McCann is the actor, anytime he tries to have a genuine emotion, I'm like, I don't believe you. Yeah. This is like now the uncanny valley. <laughs> At any rate, Trixie is like, hmm, something's up. None of our colleagues are out because they've all been commenting on what a slow night it's been. And uh-huh, then, you know, uh-huh. nobody's called to be birthed. Right. And so she and Sister Mary Cynthia fuck okay so they go yeah but they do not arrive before diane's mom thora has yanked real hard on the umbilical cord and diane is just screaming trixie and sister mary cynthia get there she has pulled her womb out of her body uh yeah so just let that sink in and I, I'd rather not. This is the first time that I cried yeah. this episode. And I wrote in all caps, she pulled out her fucking womb. Shut the fuck up, Thora. Because, like, Thora's, <laughs> like, saying things. I'm like, do you understand? Like, you're not in this anymore. Yeah. You've, yeah. you've done enough. Yeah. And so Trixie, you know, talks to Thora. And I forget what she says. Mm-hmm. I was too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I cried then. They get... Thor, uh, they get Diane in an ambulance mm-hmm. and Trixie's like, oh, I'm going to go. But like, oh, that's right. They're at the hospital. And, and mm-hmm. Thor is like, am I going to lose her? And Trixie's like, no. And Thor realizes she was wrong mm-hmm. and that, you know, they can't keep this secret and it's hurting her daughter. And, you know, she ripped her fucking womb out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 It is so horrifying. Yeah. Just, uh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Good. Good news. I, they, they fix it. They yeah. Get it. I don't know yeah. if she can still have kids anymore or anything, mm-hmm. but like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sister Mary Cynthia is biking home alone, and I'm like, oh, okay. Time for someone we care about to get bit. <laughs> so she's like praying down on the docks, and some guy comes up behind her mm-hmm. and attacks her. Dr. Turner calls Poplar for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. You know, he sucks at vacations. Yeah. So he's calling. Sister Mary Cynthia wakes up on the pier mm-hmm. and is significantly more beaten up than oh. the other two women, mm-hmm. like about her face. And she stumbles home. You know, mm-hmm. nobody knew what had happened. Right. And Trixie sees her and she won't let anybody touch her. Mm-hmm. It's awful in a completely different way yeah. from yeah. Yeah. the thing we're not talking yeah. about anymore. Yeah. And I mean, this is the most anything we've ever seen Sister Mary Cynthia express. She doesn't want to be examined. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to talk to the police. Mm-hmm. She just wants a bath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's blaming herself. And everybody's like, don't blame yourself. And she's like, I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sister Monica Jones walking in the hallway and she feels a disturbance in the force. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Okay. And I cried here as well. Yeah. Just a lot of crying. Yeah. So Sister Mary Cynthia has gone to her room and, you know, Sister Julianne is trying to, like, be kind and nice to her. And she's like, don't be nice to me. I'm so angry. I stopped to pray. It was one of the most beautiful moments of my life. I felt really close to God. Mm -hmm. And then it turned out somebody else was behind me. 
the whole time. Mm-hmm. And like, this is like very unusual for this show mm-hmm. to like approach like anything nihilistic. Yeah. But that yeah. was like where yeah. they were going with this. Now Sister Julian is like, well, do you want to pray now? And Sister Mary Cynthia is like, what for? <laughs> Sister Julian then goes and talks to Mrs. Coleman. Uh, you know, in the wake of this attack, which mm-hmm. is clearly connected. And Colin, we finally see Colin Coleman, her husband, uh, yeah. who is indeed a marshmallow bunny. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> up top, Patsy, you called it. <laughs> She's all upset. She didn't want to report anything because bef- just before she got attacked, she walked away from her pram mm. and was like abandoning her baby. Mm. And, you know, Sister Julian's like, listen, we already did that. Like <laughs> two episodes. You're fine. Right. We're not going to narc. Babies suck. (laughs) Children are just litter that keeps creating more litter. (laughs) So, you know, whatever. They work it out. But she still won't talk to the police. Mm -hmm. And Sister Mary Cynthia is just looking at the bathtub and crying. And this was very affecting. And I cried. Yeah. Sister Monica Joan turns the tap off and just hugs her. Mm-hmm. And then she gets in the bath with like her shift on mm-hmm. and Sister Monica Joan bathes her. And it's really beautiful. Yeah. And very emotionally affecting. Yeah. Everyone correctly has a sad. Yeah. Nobody knows what to do. And yeah. Sister Mary Cynthia comes down and says she will talk to the police because if nobody else is going to, she needs to be brave and she needs to try to help stop this happening. Mm-hmm. Then we get a montage where she's talking about the guy, and then we have a tattoo expert who comes in. What? He says the attacker is a dirty, dirty commie. Oh, no. So he's just interpreting the different kinds of tattoos that he has. Oh, okay. And he's saying, oh, I've never seen this on British people, but, you know, these are, you know, communist symbols Mm -hmm. and all these things, so. It's like Eastern Promises. It is like Eastern Promises, but, like, this all happens extremely quickly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as you can tell, we're almost to the end. Right. Nurse Boring brings a tetanus shot for Sister Mary Cynthia. And Sister Mary Cynthia is now cool with God again. Oh, Very quickly. I mean, like, that's good, but I would have liked... Yeah. This is going to sound counterintuitive for some things I have to say in the next couple of episodes. Okay. Because I don't really like it when this show does multi-episode arcs Mm -hmm. that aren't personal life-related. Like, I enjoy sort of, like, clocking, oh, this is how Trixie's, like, recovery from alcoholism is going. Mm -hmm. This is how Patsy and Delia's relationship is developing and all these things. And, but I don't like it when anything clinical Okay. Has an ongoing plot line? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, no. I'm very picky, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I would have been interested to see Sister Mary Cynthia struggle a bit more in the wake of this. Mm-hmm. Just because I think it's a lot more accurate to what people's experience is. Mm-hmm. But yeah. whatever, yeah. I get it. It's, it is serialized, and I do prefer that it's serialized. Right, but right. Yeah. Yeah. Thora, who. Ah, just I can't even talk about these people without yeah. my entire nethers just Oops. being like, yipe, 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 yipe. <laughs> she makes amends to Diane is like, I shouldn't have been. And she hasn't. Diane hasn't even held her baby yet. Mm. She's been in surgery. Thora wouldn't let her hold the baby. Right. Before. Ugh, anyway, yeah, yeah, she yeah. gets to hold the baby. And I just started bawling because <laughs> Diane just looks at her and says, I'm a mom, mom. It was just a really good love reading. <laughs> anyway, 
way the cops yeah. arrest this guy they figured out there was some commie ship in port mm. and like you know he looks like yes i did it <laughs> i do it again i don't know why he's french now, now the i would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling nuns <laughs> the turners now get a proper holiday i doubt it <laughs> Anyway, because it's like in the summer winter. I mean, they still got their shitty kids along. All so. these things happened. And then, <laughs> so Delia and Patsy get back from doing some gay shit. And, <laughs> well, if you've got a better thing to call it, I'd like to hear it. <laughs> but Trixie's heading out for her art history class. Oh. And she's like, I've got to come clean. I haven't been going to art history class. I don't like art history. I've been going to Alcoholics Anonymous. And they're both like, good for you. And like, yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. But like, mostly don't tell people that you work with. Yeah. I mean, like, they're in a really weird situation. Right. They all live and emotionally support each other together yeah yeah so it is but i'm like generally speaking like you tell people you work with that stuff and they're like we no yeah just you know literally say anything else to me (laughs) (laughs) and but anyway that's nice because it was wearing a little fin on me yeah because it's like Trixie. this is the most incongruously supportive group of people right imaginable well at some point somebody was going to ask you a question about like monet or something yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah like honestly how is sister monica joan not been like talking your ear off about esoteric art references she's just hiding every time she shows up (laughs) or just shoving cake in her face all right so that is episode six okay moving on now to episode seven all right in which there is a miracle with moral implications. Oh, wow. Patsy and Nurse Boring are... So I thought they were both sneak, like sneaking around from doing hand stuff. Um, <laughs> but they're not. Right. Patsy's sneaking out of Delia's room back into her room. Okay. Nurse Boring just gets up early so that she can creepily and boringly watch Vicar Boring leave his house yeah sure anyway whatever because it's called a midwife the show where no one has sex but everyone is pregnant <laughs> a character i'm calling john fa from uh, the golden compass right. is on a barge and he's yelling at a pregnant woman named daisy to crank a thing and she faints uh luckily they have a million kids <laughs> so he gets the the main kid whose name is lou he's like uh you know check on your mother yeah Sister Julianne compliments Sister Mary Cynthia on, you know, just, you know, keeping on, keeping on since mm-hmm. she got bit. By the way, that biting guy didn't sexually assault anybody. Oh. He just beat them up and bit them. Oh, okay. So I don't know if he read Dracula and got confused <laughs> or, like, where that came from. Yeah. Because that's one of the things Sister Mary Cynthia says. I wasn't raped. I know that much. Okay. So, I had just sort of been assuming. So. Right. Yeah. Sorry. I did too. Yeah. And yeah. you kind of assume that up until Sister Mary Cynthia's attack right. and you find out more detail. But anyway. Uh, so sorry, again, anybody who didn't know that. <laughs> I Yeah. Trigger warning. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, What's well, like you know. lack of trigger warning? Yeah. Content warning. Biting. <laughs> so Sister Julian wants to send her to the mother house, but she can't because they're very short staffed and sister sister evangelina isn't Mm. back yet and they haven't heard anything from her Mm. so they're like we don't know what's up right also there's mystery apples being left on the porch (laughs) and spoiler alert we never learn anything about the origin of these apples or why they're showing up what girl i know listen 
listen and they also keep complaining that there's a marrow like mixed in i'm like what the fuck is a marrow turns out in england they call zucchini a marrow which fuck you england (laughs) (laughs) marrow is in bones yeah nurse boring calls on a mrs maitland and she's up like painting a wall and nurse boring is like hey you know come down from there and you know mrs maitland is like no silly you come up here and finish my painting yeah and her husband is weird okay that is literally all i got from that interaction sure patrick is busy expositing that the contraceptive pill has finally been approved and he's saying all this to sister julienne and so far, there are no restrictions on prescribing it to single women. Oh, so he's wow. very excited about this yeah. because, as Sister Julianne knows, 10% of the babies born in Poplar are illegitimate. <laughs> and Sister Julianne gets all weird. Uh-huh. I don't know how I feel about this. And uh-huh. I don't know how the Anglican Church was. Yeah. I mean, it's probably pretty accurate, but she's like, you know. The church has no official teaching on contraception, but we do have a moral position on premarital sex. Mm -hmm. But like Sheila and Dr. Turner are like, I'm sorry, how many lives have you seen ruined? Yeah. And she don't care. Sheila tries to offer her a lemon puff and she's like, do you have anything simpler? And I'm like, oh my God, why are you all of a sudden being an asshole? Yeah. So Sheila's like, I have some arrowroot biscuits I could get. (laughs) I'm like, Bleh. Yeah. Might as well serve some marrow. Right? Wait, do you mean real marrow or <laughs> dumbass busted <laughs> zucchini? <laughs> Vicar Tom, boring Tom, comes to Nanata's house to make out with Nurse Boring. Ugh! Even they're making out is bo- like, I'm like, yeah. I get it. True love waits. <laughs> you boring ass boring people. <laughs> Patsy and sister nobody who was not in the last episode, okay. yeah. but she's back. They make fun of barges as they approach the barge to look in on this barge person. <laughs> so that's culturally sensitive. <laughs> and I will say though, the barge people make Lou do literally everything. Uh, There's yeah. not a scene in this where they're not like, <laughs> Lou! <laughs> Fix this barge. I don't know um, what they do. <laughs> so Patsy goes in and you know it's it's been established that barge people have their own ways of doing things they're fiercely independent and it's kind of insane because Daisy who is the barge right, woman right. in question who's fainted and you know having these yeah, issues yeah. and she's a little on the older spectrum not as old as Thora in the last episode mm-hmm. but you know definitely and she's got a million other kids right. so this is not her first rodeo yeah but her husband, John Fa, is just like, yeah, like, do what they tell you. Please don't die. Think of the barge. <laughs> but, you know, Patsy makes a bit of headway and she's like, oh, yeah, like, you can come to the maternity hospital. You know, the doctor will see you. Oh, no, she tells her to come to the clinic first. Mm, mm-hmm. And she's like, that might be all right. And, you know, great. Yeah, sure. They bond over rose hips. Because she's like, oh, you can do a lot with rose hips. I'm like, is this... Oh, my God. No, you can't. I think you can't, actually. Well, like what? I don't know. You can make a tea and a syrup. That's two things. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. You two things. You can probably cast a witch spell. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Cousins, do you know what to do with roses? <laughs> if so, we need to hear your story. <laughs> Settle this. We've got all these rose hips. We don't know what to do with them. <laughs> it's a real problem. <laughs> No, that's true. Barge people probably have their own set of witch spells, so... 
Nurse Boring and Boring Vicar Tom get very... Oh, they're trying to get reshoveled after they got disheveled. Because she's like, uh, yes. people are going to come back. And I'm like, oh my... Like, he has... Like, you have a room. Yeah. Anyway, the 60s were dumb. <laughs> he... It was commented when he got there that he had just, like, slathered Brill Cream all over himself. Because she was like, have you bought Shaz and Bill Cream? <laughs> and he's like, well... People expect a certain level of grooming. <laughs> He's got a weird almost that thing where like British people do the, the WR substitution, uh-huh. but like not quite hmm. anyway. Yeah. Well, he's gotten Brill Cream all over the wallpaper <laughs> and they don't know how to get it out. Yeah. And later everyone is speculating about it. And, you know, Sister Monica Joan thinks it's a portal to another realm. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. You just see Monica Joan to wander through, say crazy shit. It's perfect. Yeah. It's great. And yeah, because that is what counts as sort of the crazy B plot here is that yeah. boring Vicar Tom got Brill Cream. Brill Cream was incredibly hard to say. <laughs> he got Brill Cream on the wall. And like, and that's, I'm like, okay, this is the appropriate level of wacky. Yeah. I don't want Patrick and Shorts wacky. <laughs> right. I want possibility of sex wacky. <laughs> and if Patrick's in Shorts, nobody's fucking. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> burst went down all over Poplar. <laughs> <laughs> we found that the most effective form of birth control is me wearing shorts. <laughs> So Sister Julian says that that evening, Dr. Turner will come talk to all of them in Ray, the new contraceptive pill. And Trixie flips out. She's like, but I have an appointment tonight. I have it every week. And I'm like, girl, I get you, but you need to dial it back. I don't know how many AA meetings there are in Poplar on a weekly basis, but like, calm the fuck down. Spoiler alert, she's not gonna. (laughs) So Sister Julian's like, okay, fine. You're excused. We already know you're pro-contraceptive. Look at you. (laughs) (laughs) There's more mystery apples. Great. Yep. Awesome. Bushels of them. We will never find out who's bringing them. <laughs> ever. That is insane. It is insane. You can't I do, do not that. know why it's a thing. Like, honestly, cousins, did I miss something? Was Is this like a Netflix edit? That I in- don't understand where these apples are coming from. How about those apples? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so there is a letter to Sister Evangelina that is this just a reference to a thing that everybody knows in england there was a short-lived like apple distribution program (laughs) yeah the national apple (laughs) sister julianne is mailing a letter to sister Evangelina, being like you coming back or can we like airbnb your room or like what like what does god want right like i'm it's not really to you it's more to god oh yeah daisy and lou show up at the clinic and Daisy has delivered all of her own children by her damn self. Yeah. And they want her in the maternity home. And Lou wants to go check out this school she's heard about. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the the stain, I don't know what happened, but I wrote, like, are they going to have to get married because of this stain? <laughs> like, people will not let it go. Yeah. Um. Dr. Turner, Patrick's about the pill being developed to treat menstrual syndrome symptoms, but turns out it's a hundred percent effective as a contraceptive. And I'm like, is it though? Yeah. 
I mean, it was crazy. I mean, like, the, the the levels were so high in the '60s. Oh I mean, yeah, it killed people. Yeah, like it was. <laughs> it, it, no, that's true. It was it not did. great because they were like, "Oh yeah, get this out there," and you know, <laughs> and there's really an awesome. I have really come around on Nurse Cranky. Yeah, I would say she, Trixie, and Patsy with like. Adelia assist because uh-huh, like Delia is uh-huh. kind of a nothing character yeah yeah but, like she's cute yeah. like you that time <laughs> and by that time I mean currently yes um I texted Amy yesterday everybody and I was like mm-hmm. Delia reminds me of you and I just want there to be a super cut of all the gay shit <laughs> <laughs> yes I was very flattered yeah Aww. yeah she's oh well I and I really because they they get all dressed up at some point and it's yeah. real cute okay yeah. anyway blah 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 <laughs> so Nurse Cranky is saying, you know, she's sick of hearing, my Tom won't. My Billy says it's like paddling in a creek with your socks on. (laughs) And it's horrible having to roll a prophylactic on a, can I say penis? (laughs) A wooden penis. (laughs) And it's among the greatest things this show has ever done. And, you know... They're all still concerned, though, that the men are going to be annoyed, you know, that the girls are mm-hmm. getting liberated. Yeah. And <laughs> new tiny people still get mad. Yeah. Still like Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, definitely. We have enough people. Yeah. There's so many of them. <laughs> we have got plenty. We have no shortage of people. Yeah. Everywhere you go, there they are, like <laughs> taking your parking spaces and shit. It's annoying. <laughs> Wherever you go, there people are. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I cried a little bit here, but it took a shockingly long time to really get the waterworks going. Mm. This was the episode where I was like, ha, you didn't get me. <laughs> but then they were like, oh, no. <laughs> they were like, were- no, just house, you'll cry now. <laughs> like, bam, second encore. <laughs> Trixie's at AA. She's giving a drunk log, which I don't generally approve of. Mm. Although I am remaining anonymous at the level of print, media, and film. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's a podcast. Right. (laughs) They didn't say anything about podcasts. (laughs) So she's talking about, I used to love maraschino cherries. And I always felt so glamorous. And she was talking about how much she hates maraschino cherries now. Mm -hmm. And she thinks they taste awful. And they keep showing this ugly guy. Uh And I'm like, please, sweet Jesus. I'm fine if there is eventually a romantic subplot between Trixie and a person in AA. Right. I think that's probably... Look, in Poplar, yeah. there can't be that many guys who aren't alcoholics. <laughs> right. Like, you got Fred and the vicar and Peter. And everybody else is just like... My wife is pregnant again. But we never had sex. Well, I'm off to the paint factory. <laughs> Hold my wooden penis. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, good news. It doesn't seem like this ugly guy is going to date Trixie. Okay, good. I just want everything to be good for Trixie. I know, me too. I hate Trixie. (laughs) Except she's so much prettier than me. She's so pretty. She's so... She and Patsy both. Yeah. They're so pretty that I'm just like... I, you know, yeah. Why, why am I even bothering? Yeah. <laughs> Look, you have really good reasons to bother. <laughs> right. I've done been bothering. <laughs> yes. Sister Julianne, the concerned <laughs> about recreational sex. Ah, uh, yes. And she's like, back me up, Vicar Boring. And he's like, I was about to have recreational pill cream all over your wallpaper. <laughs> and 
then they're like debating self-restraint and like all of the midwives are like okay that's all well and good but like I forget who brings this up, mm-hmm. and I think it might have been. Yeah, I think it's Nurse Boring, mm-hmm. whose real name is Barbara. I unfortunately know now, <laughs> but she's saying you know she'll say always there's... be boring to me. <laughs> you lucky bitch. <laughs> so she's thinking, you know, let's say there's you know a boy and a girl, you know, aged nineteen or twenty, and they know they aren't going to be able to hold. Which is again, this is the whole problem with sexual morality yeah. in general. Yeah, like. Sexual morality should be descriptive, not prescriptive. Yeah. Now that we have the means to do so. Sure. Like, I mean, I can understand, you know, wanting to remain free of disease and, you know, being responsible is yeah. fine. Yeah. But, like, let's not act like our whole beings aren't wired for sexual gratification and procreation. That's right. just yeah. fucking true. Yeah. And anyway. Uh, anyway. Right. <laughs> I can't get into this right now. <laughs> There's still so much called a midwife. <laughs> yes, there is. Nurse Boring then later lectures Vicar Boring on like his hypocrisy, kind of. It doesn't actually make sense. Okay. Because at no point did I feel that either of those people was going to do anything below the waist. Right. But then she calls him Tiger, and I hate it. And it was <laughs> like the womb pulling out, but like my brain. <laughs> Gina Maitland has gone into labor at some point. Nurse Boring goes, and then she's still in labor in the morning. And Nurse Boring tells the weird husband to make a phone call to Nanata's house because mm-hmm. they've run out of the gas. And Nurse Cranky arrives with more gas. And, okay, I thought that Daisy, whose last name is Blacker, okay, I thought she couldn't read, and maybe she can't. It's never made clear because, okay. like, when she's in the maternity home, you know, their, like, robe that they have for her to wear is, like, you know, property of the, you know, whistle down the wind uh, maternity home mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> sure. Gina Maitland and her weird husband had to get married because she was pregnant. So, mm-hmm. hey, this isn't relevant. <laughs> oh, and they, they deliver the baby. The okay. baby's fine. Nothing bad has happened except that the weird, like, the weird husband is, like, very, like, guttural marlon brando attractive but Mm. also british so like no yeah it's very weird yeah and nurse cranky always has a barley sugar on her and i meant to look up what those are i Mm. assume it is like a horrible boiled sweet yeah of some kind some english bullshit and nurse cranky and nurse boring talk about out of wedlock babies because Nurse Cranky, we have kind of gotten this this idea. And she's like, oh, you know, my mom had me out of wedlock. And, you know, she suffered greatly for it. But she's like, yeah. you know, then during the war, morality just went out the window. And she mm-hmm. spent a very, you know, a very lovely weekend. I can't remember where she said. Cleaver, you know, again. Yeah, yeah. Some British place with an Air Force pilot. And then Nurse Boring asks what happened to the Air Force pilot. And she's like, oh, he was shot down over Germany in 1941. You know, knowing that, I'm very glad we took the chance. Yeah. And I didn't cry then, but it's getting me a little bit yeah. verklempt now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Patsy and Delia eat mystery apples. Ooh. <laughs> this one has a worm. It didn't. <laughs> no, I know. Worms. Delia wants to go to a lesbian club. <gasps> I told you they were doing gay shit. <laughs> 
Patsy <clears throat> does not want to go. And I'm like, Patsy. I want to go to a lesbian club. They're hard to find. They are hard to find. <laughs> I mean, you can go to the White Horse Inn here. Yeah. But also, a lot of gay men hang out. Yeah. I don't know. Look. Yeah. No, I know. You could start one. Yeah. Use all your, your software developer money and be like, this is my club. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's allowed. My well, business model is questionable. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I thought the point was for you to meet people. No, I know. But <laughs> then I got the idea of like having where nobody can come. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. You already have that. It's called your apartment. <laughs> yeah, I know. But there's not a bartender. <laughs> you could hire one. That's what TaskRabbit's for. <laughs> no, no. I would actually, I would, I would let people in. Let's move on. <laughs> Just not men. You. Well, yeah. <laughs> nobody wants men around. I know. Uh, like, I'm coming up on the end of my vaginal sabbatical, mm-hmm. and I'm like, do I want to date men? Do I want to date women? And I'm just like, nah. <laughs> I don't want to date nobody. Yeah. I want to date me. Yeah, I'd say go for that. It's been great. Yeah. Oh, listen. Did I mention that I watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> and painted my nails last night? It was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Played Words with Friends, even though... The solo challenge is stuck on processing, and I'm very upset. Oh. Mm. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Patsy and Sister Nobody bathe and clothe the poor kids. Oh, yeah. Because Patsy and Delia were meeting, were eating the mystery apples, and it was both of their days off. Mm-hmm. And Patsy was like, oh, you know, those barge kids, they got picked on in school, and they smell bad. And, you know, all, you know. Yeah. And Delia's like, hey, um, the next time we both have a day off... Could you not do this? They remind me of us so much yeah. sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> we were the gayest. <laughs> we were. You were always like, I want to go to a lesbian club. And I was like, no. <laughs> it's true. It is true. <laughs> anyway. Oh yeah. So they, you know, they put delousing lotion on the kids and mm-hmm. all these things. Oh, my God. So then the kids come after school to see Daisy. Mm-hmm. Daisy flips out. John Fa is there. John Fa, fine with all this. Yeah. He's like, yeah, great. I would love if there was less lice around. Yeah. And, you know, she's like, well, kids don't have lice. And they're like, it's just a precaution. And Patsy's like, because she's like, I don't like that smell. And Patsy's like, I always think it's a rather lovely smell. <laughs> you grew up in a POW camp. Your experiences are not universal. So Daisy's very upset and she is like, oh, I don't need nobody. Let's go back to our barge. And, you know, she barges out. Oh, <laughs> oh me. <laughs> Fred is in a windstorm. Nobody cares. Oh, that was just for me. I was like, no one cares about Fred. <laughs> That's just me. Right. I don't care about Fred. Sure. So, and it's just like this is this show is not good at sudden tonal shifts no because it's yeah. like oh now there's like any other show would have like at some point had somebody like reading a newspaper and being like oh there's a windstorm coming yeah like, yeah surprise <laughs> the tv antenna falls off of nanata's house and sheila calls a midwife it's a title of the show <laughs> omfg this montage it is just like it is just like they forgot to film the montage of the windstorm <laughs> kicking up. And then they were like, oh, shit, we got to do it like in a day. There's a uh, Jesus fucking Christ. I forgot about this shit. Uh, Trixie got called out to go midwife somebody. Mm-hmm. 
she's walking. Some woman just stumbles out of an alley like I'm in labor also. <laughs> it, it's a windstorm. <laughs> Mrs. Maitland with the weird husband is in excruciating pain. Mm-hmm. And John Fa is trying to help Daisy who is going into labor. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Maitland is like going blind or some shit. And I was like, <gasps> preeclampsia. <laughs> I know this. (laughs) (laughs) And then, so finally, like, because the weird, because, like, the lights are flickering on Mm -hmm, and off mm -hmm. with the storm. Right. And the husband is, like, weird husband is like, yeah, it's just this storm. You're fine. Yeah. Shut up, Bobby. You're fine. (laughs) Oh, and there was a whole thing, like, they had to get married. And she doesn't think he is on board Uh, with, like, uh her and the baby, who they've named Robert, by the way. Great. And so he goes and calls for help. Tim's an arsehole. <laughs> Boo. Uh, <yeah. laughs> oh, my God. Daisy was like, Lou can help me deliver the baby. And, like, I need to give the kid <laughs> playing Lou a million kudos because she, like, doesn't really have a line, I don't mm-hmm. think, in this entire episode. But her, like, her eyes <laughs> just are, like, it's, like, record scratch. She doesn't, she doesn't want to do this. Yes. She's 11. <laughs> She's like, I, I haven't even gotten my period yet. Can you let me just enjoy, you know, this very dormant reproductive system that I have? Okay, I flipped out because Nurse Cranky goes back. Well, she calls an ambulance Mm -hmm. to go to the Maitlands. Mm -hmm. And then when she gets to, but the phone cuts off. Mm -hmm. Luckily, she's like told them like most of the information. Uh uh So she goes to their apartment building. They live in a big high rise and it's like very fancy. And they had a wedding registry. So I guess that was a new idea in the 60s. Thank you, post-war consumerism. (laughs) You're welcome. That's my only problem with remaining single. I'm like, mm, but I want people to give me things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to register for something. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm a hypochondriac. This is my registry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all calamine lotion. <laughs> so she gets there and I wrote in all caps, oh, fuck, the elevator's off. Uh. And the weird husband's name is Leslie, and he stops being weird finally. So I started calling him Leslie, okay. which is a dumb name it for is, a man. But what are you going to do? Sorry, Leslie Briskus, <laughs> who wrote the music for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and also Jekyll and Hyde, <laughs> which mm, you're not great, sir. <laughs> Those aren't great musicals. Yeah. Anyway, yes, I'm confirmed. I called it on preeclampsia. Oh, yeah. Nice. Because sometimes it happens after you've given birth. Mm-hmm. You know, in the case of Sybil on Downton Abbey. Right. They knew that she had it before. And then it was like, don't call it a comeback. <sighs> I'm killing your favorite character. Yeah. And then I freaked out because I thought that one of the other babies that Trixie's trying to deliver. And like, you know, it's all chaos. Like, there's right. no, like, yeah. Tim was an arsehole because he has to, like, hand crank their generator. Oh, yeah. Well, and he says something stupid like, you know, most kids have parents with normal jobs. And his dad leaves. He's like, better dead than them. And I'm like, number one, you had polio. Right. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. Number two, why don't you say that when your dad's around? Yeah. You love him so much. Don't just like turn to the camera and like... <laughs> fucking hate Tim. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I thought there was a cord wrap happening and it's fine. Uh, it's okay. okay. Everybody's fine. 
and it's fine with Daisy. Oh, oh, okay, sorry, it was Daisy's baby. So, uh-huh. oh, and what was nice was you know all the other barge moms heard her screaming, no. and they were like, oh. We've all been there. And they're like, yeah, we've never met before. But, you know, we all know the life. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll take all the kids out unless Lou wants to stay and help. And again, Lou makes like the (laughs) same face. And she's like, get me out of here. (laughs) So it's just Patsy and Daisy. And it's really nice. I want a ship with a motor. (laughs) (laughs) The baby's born. The cord was wrapped around the neck, but like not tightly. Okay. Oh, hey, like this happens to be here. And Patsy's going to cut it, but then... It was just more of an accessory, really. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a statement. (laughs) Look, that baby's just living her truth. I think it was a girl. Yeah. So thank God, Lou will finally have another set of hands to help her, apparently. (laughs) And Patsy's about to cut the cord, and Daisy's like, oh, you know, don't cut it yet. You know, it's very rare in life that you get to be fully part of somebody else. Mm. The ambulance arrives for Gina. Everything's fine. Thank... I was flipping out about gina uh i was like this barge lady will be fine (laughs) yeah the next day the cdc is cleaning up like this thing fell or something there's a giant pile of rubble blocking the street sure whatever yeah um that's the wind for you and then sister evangelina comes back this is when i cried And, you know, she just you hear her before you see her. And I was just Lucille Bluth, Jean Parmesan gift. And, yes. you know, she's like climbing up over the top. <laughs> Fred's right there. I'm yeah. like, yes! And she's saying, there's only so much peace and quiet I can take. <laughs> and, oh, God. And then she comes back to Nanata's house. And mm-hmm. Sister Monica Joan sees her. And they start quoting Genesis. You know, like, where you go, I will go. And yeah, I will yeah. always be with you. And I cried a bunch more. Yeah. Well, because, again, because I'm like, what is... I don't fully understand... Because, like, I don't know that it's, like, a romantic yeah, yeah. thing. But just, you know, they're... Yeah clearly they have a special relationship yeah yeah everything turned out okay for everyone not every happiness is chosen is what the voiceover says at the end that is that wait relevant what um anyway. oh because it's about the um the people who had to get married oh yeah and yeah. they're like oh yeah this is great actually we're fine yeah and then Sister Evangelina is annoyed about contraceptives, like in her like Sister Evangelina way. Yeah, and you know she's telling Sister Julian, "Oh, like I've never felt better. I had a great time." But then we see that her, I forget which hand it is. I think it's her right hand mm-hmm. is sort of clawed up, and she mm-hmm. had a stroke oh. about two months after she got to the Silent Order. Mm-hmm. And she's saying, "You know, I went there to go and be quiet, and God was like, see and raise you." <laughs> So she couldn't talk for about six weeks. Wow. And, you know, but she regained most function mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, yeah, I don't want to do midwifery. I will do all the other stuff. But, you know, I'm happy to be here. Mm-hmm. This is great. Mm-hmm. And then, good news, Patsy and Delia go to the gay club. Yay! It's cute. Yeah. But you, like, barely see any of the other lesbians. I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> what are they wearing? Well, because both Patsy... Respect their privacy. No! It's a TV show! What if their families find out? Oh, my God. They're probably all dead now. (laughs) But Patsy and Delia are both very stylish. Oh, yeah? And I was just... There were some other lesbians and some real clunkers of outfits. (laughs) So, anyway, that's fun to be mean about. (laughs) (laughs) Which brings us to episode eight. Oh, wow. The final episode in this season okay so strap in we're just gonna we're gonna do it okay great okay so 
Episode eight. Yes. The fight Nate. <laughs> More nonsensical voice. So I'm just like, sure. well, you could just let it go. Yeah. We would all, nobody would be like, well, nobody's, now I'm just not going to watch the show anymore. Nobody's watching it just for that. Yeah. I guarantee fucking to you. Yeah. And I just wrote contraception rules. <laughs> um, so Violet Buckle has a boring cousin who's going to see boring Vicar Tom <laughs> in Ray wedding for a bastard baby situation. Ah. So her, her son was in Australia and then he came back, but he likes this girl and she's coming in on a ship and you know, his mom is adamant. Like they have got to be married before this baby is mm-hmm. born. I'm like, everybody needs to calm. I know that people are not going to calm down. No. Cause no. apparently shotgun weddings are still happening, Yeah, but whatever. Mrs. Mullocks is back. This is the mom of Susan from the first episode in this season mm-hmm. who had the baby girl with like deformed yeah, arms uh-huh. and legs from the thalidomide. Mm-hmm, right. Which, spoiler alert. This is where the thalidomide hits the fan. <laughs> okay. So she's back and she's sad and a baby pooped on Nurse Boring at the clinic and baby Williams is therefore my new favorite baby. <laughs> <laughs> you show her. So, Sister Evangelina continues being like, I'm not touching a baby. I refuse. I'm like, okay, great. Mm-hmm. Back at Nanata's house, Sister Evangelina is trying to take a nap while everybody else is talking about pantyhose. This is where the line about a breeding ground for yeast comes in. Uh, yes. Because, you know, <laughs> Trixie and Nurse Boring are stoked on pantyhose. <laughs> and, you know, this is interesting. This is a new timey people didn't know stuff. Because, I mean, yeah. I about garter belts and stockings and all that but i'm like man that is annoying <laughs> to have to do that and like and, and and to have to do that to seem like a woman with a good reputation yeah like, yeah it was extremely important yeah like to the degree that women would draw mm-hmm. lines up the backs of their legs during the war when all yeah. the nylon was being used for parachutes yeah so what well, was the same thing like i remember on downton abbey talking like edith talking about you know the fact that you wore gloves all the time uh-huh, yeah yeah so you know that's how things were. Yeah. Violet's boring cousin comes in and, you know, Violet's like, oh, you know, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, now I need all this baby shit. <laughs> Bad news, everyone. <laughs> so her son runs in and he's like, oh, hey, you know, the ship's arriving right now. And then Violet's cousin, who presumably has a name, yeah. she's like, oh, you better put me down for a a, preg- a maternity girdle also. I have my doubts about Australian foundation garments. <laughs> and I'm just like, it might be my favorite line <laughs> that this show has ever done. So how can they, like, they're upside down down there. It's going to be all different. <laughs> well, it goes counterclockwise. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nurse Boring visits a Mrs. Valuk who probably has fleas because Nurse Boring gets bit by something. Yeah, well. And Mr. Valuk is asleep in the bed. Like, it's just a very small, you know, they Mm -hmm. can't afford much. Um, They are from, I cannot remember where they're from. Ah, I can't remember. I'm just not going to identify it. It's somewhere South Asian. Okay. Because they, they like clock a language because Nurse Mm -hmm. Boring, one of the boring things she always (laughs) does, which I'm generally in favor of. Whenever she has a patient, she tries to learn mm-hmm. a little bit of the right, language right. so that she can say something to them mm-hmm. in their native tongue. Mm-hmm. 
Violet's cousin meets Noelle, who's the bride of her son. Mm-hmm. Delia's getting her first passport, like me that time. Yeah. And Patsy's like, I cannot believe you've never gotten a passport. And she's like, okay, you like grew up in Singapore <laughs> and grew up in a prisoner of war camp. And your dad was like a shipping magnate. Uh-huh. I'm from Wales. And my mom gets vaccination shots when she comes to London. <laughs> Some sad lady is putting gin in her coffee, and Patsy's like, I feel like I know her. And I'm like, oh my god, me too. <laughs> was she like in this before? Is it like Law and Order where like they're in one franchise as one person and then yeah. they show up in the other franchise as a different person? <laughs> For whatever reason Was she in, was she in Call the Midwife SVU? <laughs> <laughs> What a delight. <laughs> so the mother house has just sent a crate full of junk okay. to Nanata's house. Like there's a bunch of books and stuff. Yeah. But also all of the wedding dresses that all of the sisters at Nanata's house wore when they took their vows, mm. which they stopped doing before Sister Mary Cynthia took her vows. Okay. So she was kind of bummed about that. But like also, ew. Yeah. Like it's not that kind of marriage. <laughs> right. Okay. It's more of like a domestic partnership. (laughs) Calm the fuck down. Get a pillbox hat. (laughs) Take a picture outside City Hall and yeah. You know, and everybody is very like, oh, I loved my dress, except for Sister Evangelina, who's like, yeah, I'm not really made for dresses. It was a bad idea. (laughs) Anyway, I was just so happy to have her back. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. (sighs) You are the voice of reason that we need. (laughs) Yeah. So then Nurse Boring asks Sister Evangelina if she'll go with her to deliver baby Valuk mm-hmm. because they're very poor and the the water is like down like it's not easy to get water mm. and like they have very limited electricity and that's where we find out that she has learned, you know, a little bit of I wanna say it's Tamil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be. Maybe it's Tamil. I've had Tamil on the brain. <laughs> I don't know why that is. I don't either. And we find out that when Sister Evangelina first moved to Poplar, she learned Yiddish because there were a lot of Jewish mm, families. Mm-hmm. So she's like, you know, she knows how to say, um, I think the, you know, baby's almost here and mm. you're doing very well or something, you know, mm-hmm, just some mm-hmm. nice things yeah. to say. So they go to Mrs. Valuk's and like Sister Evangelina like takes soap and like figures out, I guess that they do have fleas. Like it's a thing you can do. Like she rubs it on the floor. Uh huh. They talk a lot about Life Boy. Uh, oh, the yeah. soap brand. Sure. So if you care about that kind of thing. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Lifeboy. Is that a thing still? Because <laughs> they're not returning our calls. Oh, and there's like a pot of stew on because there is a ritual where Mrs. Valuk and the baby will kind of be in seclusion as much as they can mm-hmm. in this tiny studio right, apartment. Right, yeah. You know, Sister Evangelina keeps being like, I'm not touching the baby. I'm not touching it. But she fucking does. Yeah. I'm like, the midwife doth protest too much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she's, you know, fussing over the baby and she's so happy. Yeah. And this is a cute baby. Yeah. Oh, what a cute baby. Yeah. This is one of my favorite babies. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, she and Nurse Boring go back to Anata's house and she's like, I know where there's a chocolate button cake that we hid from Sister Monica Joan. Let's have it. And then Sister Monica Joan comes in and she has, of course, <laughs> yeah. ferreted out the chocolate I was like, cake. you can't hide. No. no. And she's like, a noble friend, the rats, <laughs> must have found it. And Sister Evangelina's like, why is there a fucking 
chocolate button shard on your plate. She's like, I had some water cracker. <laughs> and I was like, bitch, where are they? Because that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and Sister Evangelina, you know, is like taking a nap in front of the fire. And I knew what was coming as soon as she sat down. Mm. She like settles down under a blanket because mm-hmm. like Nurse Boring brings her a blanket. They're uh-huh. waiting for water to heat up so they can have a cup of Horrocks. Oh, yeah. Horix. I think it's no Horlicks. Oh, yeah, yes. It's like a it's like a malted milk uh-huh, uh-huh. hot beverage. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. And then Fred comes in and he's like building the fire and mm-hmm. he's talking to Sister Evangelina, who doesn't respond. Mm-hmm. And she died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very sad. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. but like she went out the way that she lived, <laughs> yeah. yelling at people. <laughs> and yeah, as much shit as I give Fred, this is such a beautiful moment where yeah. like he finds her, and you know they mm-hmm. just have this moment, and he yeah. just holds her hand, and I'm probably just gonna cry the whole rest <laughs> of this thing. So Patrick comes in and tells Sheila. Or says, I don't know, Sheila's crying and he's like, oh, like I heard about Sister Evangelina. And I'm like, this is what I'm like, I don't want, you can't have human emotions. Like, yeah. he, it just doesn't yeah. feel right. Yeah. And I don't know if it's my problem or Stephen McCann's problem, <laughs> but I don't care. Yeah. Anyway, Sheila's not crying about Sister Evangelina because she was like, I started to cry. But then I thought she wouldn't like that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, the bad news is, okay, so they've received a thing that says they have to recall this medicine which of course the name of which i didn't write down it's like div, div, distival okay distival i remembered <laughs> well done which they have already just prescribed to susan mullock's mother it's just like a sleep aid uh-huh. and there's an article in the lancet mm-hmm. that is like oh there were like one or two cases of this issue so we're recalling the medicine they're like mm, we are pretty sure it has been a lot more than that. Yeah. Like, just yeah. this season. Like, <laughs> yeah. we've seen a lot more. And we get a scene of Noelle looking at her wedding outfit, which mm-hmm. her mother-in-law, who has a name, I sure. assume. Violet's boring cousin. Lots of people have names. I know. And... <laughs> <laughs> like you that time. That's right. And they're looking at it, and look, this outfit is straight awful. Yeah. Like... It is embarrassingly bad. And the hat is terrible. Oh. And, oh, I think it's Nurse Boring is there, like, seeing it uh, uh-huh. with Noelle. And she's like, oh, you know, your mother-in-law knows how to pick a hat. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> to ruin lives. <laughs> it is, ha- like, it's yeah. a hat that your mom would wear. Mm. It's like, nobody wants to marry your mom's hat. <laughs> and obviously... They're going to use Sister Evangelina's wedding dress on mm. this pregnant woman. Sure. Because she's just set. She's like, oh, I wanted like to wear a wedding dress and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. Then Sister Julienne is speaking to, I think, Sister Nobody. Okay. About the florist. Want- Fuck, man. I got one, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six stars for crying wow. on one page. Yeah. She's talking to Sister Nobody and says the florist has offered to give them a wreath free of charge to put Mm. on top of her coffin. And she says she turned it down because the most important thing for Sister Evangelina was a vow of poverty. And she didn't think that she would want that. Yeah. 
And they said she never had anything that she didn't give away. Yeah. <laughs> I just love nuts so goddamn much. <laughs> so Fred is fixing sister Evangelina's bike because the last conversation that they had was on the way to deliver baby yeah. Luke and she was yelling at him that her front tire is as soft as butter yeah and you know he she told him you know yesterday and today and she'll tell him again tomorrow and he said you know again this whole back half is just people saying like this is what she would have wanted yeah and you know they're all correct yeah and he's like you know and and you know boring vicar tom is like oh yeah she'd thank you for that and fred's like no she wouldn't have she never thanked me for anything in 18 years of bicycle maintenance (laughs) She never thanked me once because she's a grafter. And grafters don't waste time on pleasantries. <sighs> anyway, also, everybody is like, what the fuck is happening with Felita Mine? And I don't care. Like, I know it was like a horrible thing right. that ruined a lot of lives. Right. And I'm like, you can't expect me. Yeah. In. In the March Madness matchup <laughs> of Sister Evangelina's death right. and birth defects. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm going to have to go with Sister Evangelina. She's been here the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The funeral director is talking to Sister Julienne and somebody's there. Some other person. It might also be Sister Nobody. Yeah. I feel like she didn't have much to do this this season. Hence her name. Right. But he says that he wants to pay for her coffin and her burial and everything. And, and he's like, oh, you know, there's going to be so many people that want to come pay their respects. Are you yeah. sure you don't want to have the, you know, her body laid out somewhere else? Like, mm-hmm. no, we want to keep her here a little while longer. And yeah. he offers to do all this for free. And I thought maybe Sister Julianne was going to say no. Right, right. For that reason. But then he says, please let me do this. I was born two months early, and they didn't think I would make it, and Sister Evangelina wrapped me in a piece of flannel and made sure that I lived. Yeah. (gasps) (laughs) Why is she dead? (laughs) We just got her back. I know. I was so excited. (laughs) Anyway... The lead of my roundup. <laughs> they go and they're like, give us your pills. And everybody's like, what happened? Uh, yeah. Turns out we did know who the gin drunky lady was. It's Ruby Cottingham. And that's the one whose baby died in Sister Julianne's arms. Right, right. Yeah. And so she's just like been depressed and drunk since yeah. that happened. Oh, okay. So, you know, yeah. thanks for keeping us in the loop. Call the midwife. Yeah. I don't know. They talk about stuff. <laughs> it's sad. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Um, Trixie and Nurse Cranky are mourning Sister Evangelina mm-hmm. in, I guess, what's the equivalent of their boot room. Yeah. And uh, Trixie's ironing her her outfit for the funeral. Uh-huh. She's concerned she might not have time uh-huh. because she's on call that night. Also, I hope nobody has to give birth during this funeral. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. there's this thing, like, Trixie's talking to Nurse Cranky and basically saying, like, she wants to be more contented and, you know, she doesn't necessarily need a man in her life, but she would like to just know her place and mm-hmm. what, she, you know, what she's supposed to do. And I forget if this, I think this relates to Sister Evangelina a bit. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, because she's saying, oh, you know, I see Nurse Boring and Boring Vicar Tom, Mm -hmm. and I'm happy for them, and they have what makes sense for both of them, and I'm not jealous, I don't want that back, Mm -hmm. but I just feel lost. Yeah. And somehow spinsterism gets brought up. Yeah. But Nurse Cranky is like, yeah, there's plenty of dope spinsters. I am one. Yeah. She's like, marriage to Jesus notwithstanding, Sister Evangelina was one. Right. And she's like, but you're just not that. Yeah. And she says, you know what you are? You're a trier. Yeah. And everything's going to be fine. So I cried more. <laughs> yeah. Noelle is, of course, wearing Sister Evangelina's wedding dress. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> There's a straight up horde of people. Yeah. Coming to pay their respects. Just Sister yeah. Evangelina. <laughs> what are you doing then? Yeah. Oh. <sighs> Delia's mom is back for some reason. <laughs> oh, Delia needed her birth certificate so she could get her passport. Yeah. I don't totally understand this scene. Okay. Like, I get that they have to be, like, kind of coy. Right, right. I appreciate that they're being coy with the sexuality stuff because it's not like... Yeah, yeah. It's not like Downton Abbey. Right. Where they're going to be like, oh, hey, look at these surprisingly progressive values. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I'm kind of, like, raising my hand, like, hello, hi, I just... I have at least several questions. Yeah, Where do those apples come from? Girl, they're never going to tell you. They're never going to tell you. Yeah, I know. I cried about that later. <laughs> JK, I did not. Nah, yeah. So they're trying to say she's going to somewhere for a midwifery course. Uh-huh. And then finally, Patsy kind of pulls rank in a way that I don't know that I approve of. It's a very mm. common trope in a we're in a secret gay relationship yeah, yeah. thing where she's like, Okay, she's not going here to train in midwifery. She's going to Paris with me. Mm. So Delia's mom says something like, you two are as thick as thieves. And she says, I'm a worldly woman. Like, she's just, I don't know if she's saying I know what's up. Right. Or not. Yeah. And then she tells Delia, you're a grown woman. Thank God. I'm like, okay, great Delia's mom. Yeah. Get out. Go back to Cardiff. Yeah. Get back in that rift. (laughs) From whence you came. (laughs) And she says, just don't do anything to make your dad cry. (laughs) And I'm like, I am very, anyway. Right. I guess the upshot is that Delia has attained some level of autonomy from her mother. Right, right. Which is good for her future as a secret lesbian. Yeah. So great. Yeah. I'm curious to see in the next season. Uh Uh-huh. What happened? (laughs) Okay. I literally wrote, like, I don't care about thalidomide. <laughs> but, you know, they finally tell Mrs. Mullocks, like, oh, because, like, you know, they're they're all sleuthing. Right, right. I hate the sleuthing plot. Yeah. Because it means I have to spend time with Patrick. Yeah, I know. Who I don't like. Right. I would rather hang out with Boring Vicar. Yeah. Because, you know, something interesting might happen. Yeah, brittle cream and whatnot. <laughs> so they figure out that Mrs. Mullocks wasn't prescribed distav... Distavan, Distaval. Distaval, when she was pregnant, but her sister was right around the time that Susan was conceived. Mm. This feels like a stretch to me. <laughs> anyway, so they figure out that Susan's sister gave her some of her Distaval and she took it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a very big emotional, you know, BAFTA scene yeah. about it. Patrick is being like, I prescribed it to people. I'm like, you need to calm down. Yeah. You're not God, sir. Yeah. This show is very clear. There's one God. He's Anglican. Yeah. And he doesn't do much. And he loves cake. <laughs> v pro cake. Yes. Is the God of this show. Mm-hmm. 
And anyway, it just I'm just like, okay, again, I'm like, you need to just take a chill pill, Patrick, and he is not going to. Right, yeah. Noelle and that guy get married, and okay. she, of course, goes into labor at the wedding. Sure. And the wedding is raging 60s style, and she has a boy. <laughs> and, you know, whenever anybody has a boy on this show, I'm like, oh, too bad. <laughs> And I even love little boys, yeah, but no, I'm always no. like, ugh, <laughs> wrong teen, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. It's Sister Evangelina's funeral. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a horse-drawn carriage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, they went all out because yeah, I assume yeah. that was a bit of a to-do. Mm-hmm. At this time. Right. I did, you know, I briefly came out of my grief to go, horsies. <laughs> you know, all of the staff from Nas's house, the, the nuns are wearing their sad wimples. Uh-huh. And, you know, there's there's nothing on her coffin because they turned down the reef. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. we took all the free funeral home shit. Anyway, yeah, look. Yeah. I'm not here to parse the vow of poverty right now. Those were services and not goods. Okay. So they, they're like, oh, should we like do something? And they're like, well, you know, we have to go. Right. We have an appointment for her funeral. Yeah. And then Sister Monica Joan goes inside and she gets her shoes and she puts her shoes on the top of the coffin. And I'm not even mad about this voiceover because it's like, <sighs> if she could have seen it. She would have wondered why everybody was making such a fuss. Yeah. The world was not hers anymore, and everybody ought to just get on with their lives. (gasps) I had to text my mom. (laughs) I had to be like, Mom, are you caught up on caught up big ones? And she was like, nah.